0: Welcome into the PHNX Cardinals podcast presented to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook. Be sure to like and subscribe. Leave us a five-star wherever you get podcast. Johnny Venerable, Bo Brock from the PHNX headquarters in downtown Phoenix. And well, 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 it's like Christmas every day. The team flames out. Every day we've got a new piece of news, and this is a big one, Bo. This is the one we've been waiting for. No doubt about it. You've been waiting to ask that special someone
1: to prom. You did it. You figured out the best way to do it. Now you just need him to say yes, right? Because you got permission. You got permission to do it. Maybe you're asking somebody to marry you. You get the permission from the father. You're golden. All you have to do is figure out the best way to do it. Don't screw things up. And that's where Michael Bidwell and the Arizona Cardinals are with Sean Payton. According to multiple reports, including Tom Peralisaro of an NFL Network, that uh, to our, our audio-only listeners, the Arizona Cardinals, this is actually from Rap Sheet, received permission to speak with Saints coach Sean Payton. Sources say as they, they plot out their coaching search, one of more coveted coaches available, Payton is. Payton also has an interview looming with the Broncos. And then after the Cardinals news, we found out that the Texans also received permission. Shame. But uh, as far as locking in interviews, we haven't heard anything as of now. As we record this podcast, but the Cardinals, they have permission to talk to the Saints, maybe like with the Broncos earlier this week, they'll start to maybe create the framework on what it would cost compensation wise with Peyton being under contract through 2024. But look, this is what we've been waiting for. This is what we've been anticipating. This is why Michael Bidwill, when I asked him in the press conference a couple of days ago with a wry smile, when I said, do you anticipate reaching out to the Saints about Sean Payton? He said, I can't give you any details on that. But he was
0: smiling ear to this ear. Is, this is his face he was making. Emma, if we could play the play the clip from the other day from my counterpart here. They, he
2: did God's work. I'm not going to get into details of uh, any of the candidates we're, we're reaching out to other than to, than to acknowledge that uh, I've done the two interviews with uh,
1: one with uh, Adrian, one with Quentin. Get get file. someone that looks at you the same way Michael Bidwell looked at me when declining that, the comment
0: on Sean Payton. That's like me looking at the Maricopa Dunkin' Donuts, right? When I pull in and get my iced coffee, and I'm like, we got a real business here. That's Michael Bidwell talking to my guy, Bo Brock, at the Monday press conference. you love to see it. You knew it was coming, because I think there were was, was some people that had some doubt, like the Cardinals. They're going to flub this up. They're going to hire Vance Joseph, right? They're not going to talk to Sean Payton. He doesn't want to talk... <laughs> No bull fucking shit they weren't going to talk to Sean Payton. Right. You don't fire everybody and then say, okay, we've we've done some internal interviews, but we're casting a large net. Mm-hmm. Know that other teams, competent franchises, our friends at DMVR, the Denver Broncos, now Houston, are going to go out and pursue Sean Payton. This is the most, I would say, watered down of NFL teams that are available for a head coaching vacancy in some time. Ten openings last year, five right now. It could be six with yeah. Who Who knows what's going to happen? Maybe, you know, L.A., hopefully not, fires their coach this, you know, this Saturday, this Sunday if they lose to Jacksonville. But you have a prime pouncing opportunity. You have to make him believe, make him say no to you, give him all the monies, all the power, because we also <laughs> got a note today. I think that was from Dan Graziano and Jeremy Fowlerbo right. on ESPN, ESPN.com, basically stating that they're going to reach out. This wasn't officially official yet. And when and if they do, Sean Payton is going to get personnel power, personnel say, of course he can. Let him pick his GM. If Mm -hmm. he wants Adrian Wilson, if he likes Quentin Harris, I don't care if he hires those guys because he's going to have the overall hierarchy of say. It's like Kyle Shanahan. You think John Lynch has Trump card over Kyle Shanahan? Hell no. That's exactly like the the formality that's going on here. We talked about Mike Vrabel, right, is going to be the King Tut in Tennessee now that John Robinson's gone. You get, a, you get a coach that's won championships that goes to Super Bowls. They get first pick, like Pete Carroll, overarching <laughs> over John Schneider in Seattle. This is the norm. If you want a blue-chip head coaching prospect, you have to give them personnel control. I have no problem with it.
1: Right, and I think that's why people were hesitant when they heard Michael Bidwell say, hey, we want to get the GM spot figured out before we figure out the, the head coach spot. It's kind yeah. of like, yeah. Whoa, hey, hey you've got that ace up your sleeve. Let's not ruin that. Let's, let's mm-hmm. be able to play that. When when the flop comes out, let's try to figure out you know how the best way to maneuver this. And and Michael Bidwell, you know, because he's been leaning on people around the league and people he trusts, he had a plan in place, and, and it it seems like you know it's the the plan is going as as he wants it to. And the Arizona Cardinals, I mean, talk about casting a net. I I'm not someone who would advocate for uh, for. Fishing for whales, but they could catch a fucking whale as far as Sean Payton. The biggest fish out there, even though it's a mammal, it's not even a fish. I guess a shark uh, would be the correct analogy for catching the biggest fish.
0: Maybe a nice sea bass. You know, I'm not a fishing aficionado. (laughs) Yeah, Pete is going to come after us now. Uh, Yeah, you go and you get a fucking harpoon and you go for that (laughs) sea monster and you don't come back empty handed. And I'm not going to sit here and compare, you know, Vance Joseph to a little baby trout, right? But right. I just that that is that is hanging out out there. That rumor that the Cardinals are going to strongly consider Vance Joseph. Like if this is the biggest PR play from Michael Bidwell, everybody's going to be gutted if he goes out there says all the right things, does all the right things, mind you, yep. in letting go of Cliff Kingsbury, saying goodbye to Steve Kime. That's why I believe actions speak louder than words, and we have to believe him on his actions thus far. I believe that he's going to go out, and he's going to try to get Sean Payton, and I believe he's going to go out, and he's going to hire a competent external GM. So I, that's why I can't entertain the Vance Joseph stuff. Yeah. I just no, can't. he's, he's I, been around, and they're they're terrible defensively. Both. Yeah,
1: I'm with you. What when Johnny's dropping f bombs, it's 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 good for the show. It's it's good for everybody. Uh, I try
0: to be appropriate. My kids are out here, you know. I t- keep it down. Yeah, okay, it's nothing they haven't heard before.
1: Sly, who's been in the chat, even you know after the Cardinals' eleven win season last year, the all off season, he was advocating for hardball, So he's asking for a nice Harbass to be caught in that uh, <laughs> yeah, in good. that wide net uh but yeah i mean mikey's saying bidwell trying to reel in a huge you guys ch- just killing it in the chat just for giggles Peyton is worth whatever he wants and i think that's what we're getting to yeah. uh, now it's just like you help him secure the back i mean and, and yeah. don't and don't fumble this Bidwill. but it, it seems like you know as we've talked about all week and we're going to talk about with kyle odegaard it feels like michael Bidwill, after dropping some baggage as far as this organization goes is starting to get his groove back right yeah. he's he got his nails dead his hair dead he's he's feeling good he's walking tall he's strutting down uh whatever you know downtown Phoenix and, and, and feeling like he's he's the man he's getting it back he's the owner of one of 32 NFL franchises and he's acting like it because he's got deep pockets and with those in a franchise quarterback and, and you know obviously a destination city in Phoenix he's he's got an appealing team right now with only really, as, as it stands right now, four competitors vying for Sean Payton to be their next head
0: coach. I'll make a promise right now. If Sean Payton comes to the Arizona Cardinals, if Michael Bidwell gets this done, I will replace this bird with Michael Bidwell's head. Oh. I will get an overlarged head of Michael Bidwell for an indefinite amount of time because I will Why? be that bullish on the owner because <laughs> I'll be excited about him, Bo. <laughs> and yeah, he will be strutting down Cardinal Way. He'll be waving yeah. at all the people That's a better in place, the traffic. Cardinal That's right. Yeah, I, you know, it's There's not much going on right there. I don't know about you that know, hashtag, Marley. Right?
1: Marley. I, we, we might have to... I, I was thinking that, about that's we, a little we, aggressive. Yeah, that's that's a little uh, a little too maybe rated R for yeah. for, our, for our taste. But as far as uh, maybe like we want that, you know, who that we want that. No, I don't want any that.
0: affiliation with the Saints in that.
1: Oh come on! Well, you're gonna have to deal with the Saints. Because we will all, we've also told you that ex. we will
0: we will live watch the Netflix movie. Starring oh. Kevin James. The watch-along. We will do a watch-along if Sean Payton becomes the next head okay. coach of the year. I, I, I can deal with so, that. So many irons in the fire. It's exciting.
1: Yeah, it should be. It's It's an exciting time. And, and I've said this many times before. Arizona Cardinals fans deserve it. They deserve it. Yeah. They, they've eaten too much crap over the years. And most recently, a 4-13 and season. Uh, you watched it play out You know, on the field. You watched it play out uh, following us on PHNX Sports. And watch us on a daily basis. And you watched it uh, on Hard Knocks, and you're watching the season finale tonight. That there's just, there's nothing, there was really nothing, no positives during the 2022 campaign and at the end of the 2021 campaign. Uh, But now, you know, you've got some really good things going for this franchise. You got the third overall pick, you've got cap space, uh, you've got a quarterback that's on the mend uh, from a surgery now that's becoming more and more routine. And you've got yourself an opportunity, an opportunity to set up an interview with the top dog as far as uh, the the head coaching candidates go out there. I mean, listen to these things as far as Sean Payton. Over his last five seasons as the head coach of the New Orleans Saints, he averaged 11.6 wins per season. On average, five seasons. You know, I mean, he was winning. There was a stretch there where it was like they were locked for, you know, 13, 12 wins. Uh, his last season, he went nine and eight, but he had to deal with pretty much Jameis Winston is his quarterback. It was like
0: a, it was like a gadget quarterback situation yeah it was a he disaster. had Jason
1: Hill and Jameis Winston I mean that's not getting it done for any head coach but you know you got 11 and 5 13 and 3 13 and 3 12 and 4 9 and 8 uh during his time in New Orleans he had the top 10 scoring offense or, or he had a, a top 10 scoring offense in 12 of his 16 seasons
0: so, just for giggles I love this comment here but we have to credit Mike for eating that cliff contract he wants to win unlike his dad. And I think yeah. this is a very this is a very Michael move. I, I I'm not here to knock Bill Bidwell, the late Bill Bidwell, but I like Bill Bidwell wasn't major players for head coaches. He locked Don Coryell out of his office once upon a time, told him to get out his winning coach in franchise history. Michael is very pro player and pro executive, maybe to a fault sometimes, as his relationship is with, with Steve Kime has shown. But I there's I have no concerns about Michael Bidwell. Meeting one-on-one with a Sean Payton, I think Michael will sell this fan base, will sell this franchise. I think Michael is an ambassador for Cardinal fans, hopefully in the best possible way. He's not Mark Davis. He doesn't look like a buffoon, <laughs> right? He's got he's got his shit together, right? He's got he's in good shape now. He is an attorney. He's educated, right? He is a good ambassador for the Arizona Cardinals when they are humming. It's the people below him that sometimes he's a little too, I don't know uh connected to a little bit too loyal i guess is the word i was looking for to to enable them i mean steve kine was enabled for so long 10 years that's why i argue this is a great job you get the right gm they've got infinite job security yeah. um I, this is the tweet that i want to pull up because okay. i think if you're a cardinal fan you got to be so fired up to read this this is from tom pelisaro so everybody's saying that sean payton not interested kyler murray diva whatever think again Tom Pellisaro stating mentioned in his story with rap sheet, Ian Rappaport, friend of the program that last week on looming changes with the Cardinals, that Sean Payton had been doing his homework on the Arizona Cardinals job. He's a Kyler Murray fan. No, he doesn't hate Kyler Murray. Turns out he's a fan. And with no GM in place, it'd be an opportunity to set up the entire operation. So Denver, your Broncos, You know, Walmart, great value money. You can write the biggest check possible. You still have a lingering GM that hired Nathaniel Hackett that will be present next year that traded for Russell Wilson. The Cardinals (laughs) right now have no strings attached, Bo. They're the only team with a true head coach GM opening where Sean Payton could come right in and say, I mean, shit, you can make Sean Payton like the co-team president if you want to do Michael. The titles are irrelevant because Mm -hmm. he he will be the team president. Michael yeah. Whitwell is going to write fat checks because he's going to cash fat checks when you're averaging double-digit wins every year. Sean Payton will be in charge of the entire football operation should he get this job, and rightfully so. Yeah, he, he doesn't wear a backpack.
1: He doesn't cut his own hair like Arizona animals, saying like Mark Davis right. does. He, he's a he's a, my a coach. Yeah, he, he's a guy who was a former prosecutor. He's he's a he's a very uh, impressive guy, right? Yes. Unfortunately, he kept some. Some company that that didn't have him going He's in the right, right direction, uh, but yeah, absolutely, it's a ten out of ten hire from our friends over at uh, Cardinals Update, and now it's now you've got the opportunity, and if if Sean Payton, if it's on record that he likes Kyler Murray. You know, when I look at these other vacancies, I haven't really heard what he said about Russell Wilson because Russell Wilson is is public enemy number one right now in Denver, yeah. and a yeah. very polarizing figure. After you know, they thought that they were going to make their way through the AFC West and then be a contender for the Super Bowl, where they couldn't they could barely win football games with Russell Wilson. So, and, and the Houston doesn't even have a quarterback. So, as far as the three teams attached to the to to getting permission from the Saints. Only one of them has where Sean Payton's on record, and I would say multiple times from the pre-draft process to now, where he likes Kyler Murray. So as far as those who are Kyler haters and think that the Cardinals have made a mistake and that they need to move off of Kyler Murray, it's part of the that that's making the Cardinals appealing potentially to a guy like Sean Payton.
0: Drew Brees was damaged goods Yeah, barely throw a football, leaving the Chargers. He had to have shoulder surgery on his throwing arm to the point where Nick Samen and the Miami Dolphins medical staff failed his physical. He right. was damaged goods. He was a broken quarterback. He went to New Orleans and became an icon. Kyler Murray, going
1: 27 but touchdown passes. He wasn't even close to the quarterback. They were, they were ready was, to move off of him. They said, know, come
0: here, Phillip Rivers. You're yeah. coming in. And they, they'd just been to the playoffs the year before. They were humming with Drew Brees. they never yeah. won in that ownership's history, in, in recent memory. They cast him aside. Who does that sound like to you? Kyler it's Murray. Is,
1: but – I mean I mean, relative to Kyler Murray, I mean, Drew Brees was an NFL quarterback afterthought. His Correct. career was his career was on life support. Correct. And then he became at at one point, statistically, the greatest quarterback ever.
0: Yes. Statistically. With, with as far man. as passing yards and TD. Man.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's it's unreal. And and how tall is he? He's not he's not a he's not your uh typical quarterback. He's under six feet. And Tyler and he, he are about the same height. He are. About yeah, the same yeah. I height. mean when i think is their rookie season they played the saints in in new orleans right and they they yeah. were head to head and it was yeah i mean basically the same and then he saw, breeze signed with the saints after nick saban great moves nick uh <laughs> quickly went back to college football after that um he was 27 when he signed with the saints kyler murray will turn 26 this august it's it, there's a lot of comps and a lot um, that people should be
0: uh excited about does anybody remember when Sean Payton was suspended for Bounty Gate? A lot of people want to bring up Bounty Gate. I get mm-hmm. it. I just I think we're over it. I think Kurt Warner well, hopefully it involves is over the Cardinals. it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but what happened after Bounty Gate? Sean Payton was suspended 2012, right? Uh Drew Brees was on that team. You know what the record was that year? 7 and 9 with Drew Brees, no Sean Payton. Just saying. Like I this 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 notion that it's all Drew Brees and Sean Payton. No, 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 no. Drew Brees was a big part of it. Sean Payton, though, that's the cake of this of this conversation. So anybody who doesn't think Sean what Sean Payton can do with Jameis, think about what he can do with Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray, who's not as mistake prone as Jameis Winston. Kyler Murray, who I believe will come back from this injury motivated because everybody is casting doubt, everybody is writing him off. He sees all that garbage gamer tag memes, everything. He he will be installed now on how to win and compete and study like like a winner because he's got one next to him now. And I always thought that was kind of the biggest indictment with Cliff Kingsbury. You needed a fortified leader of men to be able to embrace Kyler Murray. And when the Cardinals drafted Kyler Murray, they had Steve Keim, who a lot of people thought should not have been employed as the GM. And they had Cliff Kingsbury and nobody liked that hire. We were on board with it because the offense was historically bad in 2018. Kyler Murray and Cliff Kingsbury were friends. They were buddies. They had mutual respect, but it's not a Mike Tomlin Right, It's right. not a Pete Carroll. It's not a Kyle Shanahan. It's not a Sean McVay. You get him Sean Payton. He shows up to OTAs and training camp. He's, at, I guarantee he's at everything. He's working his ass off because he has belief that this is going to succeed. Remember that clip, Bo, when he and Cliff were going at each other and he told Cliff to calm the F down? Mm-hmm. And every, they, just, they tried to laugh it off because what else can you do? You think that happens with Sean Payton? Kyler probably goes to the sideline and is like, my bad, coach. I know this was schemed up correctly. I got it next time and they grow and develop together, and he will be held accountable. Because in that same Dan Graziano, Jeremy Fowler article, it was stated that right now there are leadership questions and work ethic questions about Kyler Murray. If if Sean Payton's not the right guy to nip that in the bud, I don't know who is. We need,
1: to, uh, we need to make way for a third co-host on this site, because I just saw our friend Cardinals Update, who's in the chat, uh, just got retweeted by Rap Sheet, the video Ooh. of Sean Payton talking about Kyler Murray, nice. He, he tweeted it out, and and he's excited. I mean, Ian Rappaport, you know, isn't just gonna. He hasn't been putting anything out about the the Texans' quarterback situation or anybody on that roster or uh, anybody else as far as Russell Wilson. Like we haven't seen Sean Payton speak highly of
0: Russell Wilson. I'll say that again. So Russell just, Wilson's best football is behind him. Yeah. No one can dispute that. No one can. Yeah. No, they're just trying to salvage his career. I I think Jim Harbaugh would be a perfect fit for them. Uh, I think most people in Denver feel that way. They just gave up a bunch of capital to get Russell. You're going to turn around and give up capital to give up Sean Payton. And speaking of draft capital, Bo, you were you were taking in a, a little yeah. New Orleans podcast here. Yeah. Tell the folks, tell the viewers what the people in New Orleans think they're potentially going to get for Sean Payton. And let's so, all have a good laugh.
1: Yeah, I mean, Nick Underhill, who's done a great job as far as kind of following this Sean Payton uh, story so far that started this this season, really, uh, as he made it known that he wants to return and you know he he had the inside scoop as far as what the Saints were going to do with Dennis Allen and that they weren't going to move off and make Dennis Allen one-on-one while well, so many people were saying well you've got to fire Dennis Allen have you seen him coach this year and, and what's happened to the Saints since said no that it, it sounds like he's going to stay and he hasn't been fired yet doesn't look like he's going to be fired yet but I was watching Nick Underhill's uh, podcast and he they started talking compensation and what would you say? So they started talking floor. What should the absolute floor be for the New Orleans Saints when talking compensation for Sean Payton? I would
0: say, a day, in my opinion, day two pick. Some kind of day two pick.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's reasonable, right? I mean, I'm a reasonable said, guy. This was <laughs> Nick Underhill. This was his floor. This is what he said the floor was. A first and some change. So first round pick, and then some more draft capital on that. He said the Cardinals probably, he's like, yeah, I don't expect the Cardinals to give away the third overall pick, but give us your second round pick, a first next year, and a second. That's his fucking floor, Nick. Of the floor, like the absolute lowest, to start the conversation, let's start there.
0: There The Saints have no leverage. He has a TV job. He gets to pick his job.
1: They're not going to hold a head coach who helped revitalize a city yeah. after, a, after a natural disaster and take him to the Super Bowl for 16 seasons. They're not yeah. going to hold him hostage for the, the highest draft pick. It ain't uh, happening.
0: We, we love the Cardinals. We will never be that blindly loyal to the Cardinals to the point where we will lie to you guys about realistic. You know We'll be objective here. We're objective on this podcast. That is ridiculous. Absolutely. I and I think somebody I think the Cardinals probably undervalued Bruce Arians and gave him away for a ham sandwich he goes on to win a Super Bowl so maybe <laughs> there's some you know uh, sellers remorse there but man no one's paying that no no one's paying that you think the Chargers and the cheap ass Spanos family is going to give multiple picks early picks and trade away you know, draft capital and money, and they've got a GM in place. You think their GM who hits ace after ace after ace in the first round is going to do that? Yeah. Who is their market? What do they think they're going after? Sean Payton is probably going to have two jobs that he likes, two jobs that he'll take. And if he doesn't get aligned with both jobs, then he's going to go back to TV. Benjamin Albright no. said there's a chance. He go, of course there's a chance. He's not going to these crap jobs. He's going to go to his perfect opening. Hopefully that's the Cardinals. And if the Saints don't play ball, I'll say, fuck you guys. I'm going back to TV. I'll right. try again next year. And if they
1: do that, if it comes down to that and it plays out in, in the media like that, the Saints are gonna eat it. I mean, they're just gonna they're look gonna awful. Get destroyed. They're yeah. gonna look horrible. And, and if 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 he's not coaching next year because of that, I mean that's that's it's gonna pummel their leverage and they're gonna come out with nothing at the end of the day. And that's the that's gonna be on them, and that's gonna be a colossal failure for their franchise. And in order to do in, in doing that. To the greatest coach in your franchise's history, I mean, talk about, I mean, who's going to go coach there?
0: No one. No
1: one wants that job. You're stuck with Dennis Allen. You're you're stuck with probably you know rolling the dice on coordinators. I mean, that there's just no way. I, I think he's just misunderstanding and reading incorrectly who has the leverage here, and it's not the Saints.
0: Uh, you've got some leverage over at the Game Time app. Not sure if you guys have heard about this, but right now on the Game Time app, you can save up to sixty percent on tickets. When you buy them last minute, it's the best way to support us. Check out Game Time. Now that the Cardinal season is over, dabble on Suns tickets. We've got Diamondback games right around the corner, spring training games, beautiful places to watch spring training games here. In the Valley, we've got concerts right around the corner. If you want to get away from all of those egregious service fees on these third-party sites, check out the Game Time app right now. You will not be sorry that you did. Save up to 60% on tickets when you buy them last minute. Check out the link in the show notes for more information.
1: You want to come hit some bombs with us at Dobson Ranch Golf Course, hang out, drink some great Four Peaks beer, watch the Suns game as they take on the T-Wolves on Friday. You should. It's going down. This. Friday the thirteenth. A couple of days from now, it's gonna be our PH and X tea party presented by four peaks. It's thirty bucks a thirty-six bucks a person. You can save some coin if you're diehard. You get $120 for a foursome. You and the boys can go out there and crush some drives there in the bays at Dobson Ranch golf course, so you can hang out and uh you can you can play any of the other contests that we got going on. The, the longest drive, the putting challenges, we've got highest score. We've got great food from Chop Shop, Mountain Mike's Pizza, and those beer samples from Four Peaks. Come join us. Johnny, myself, producer Emma. Johnny's whole family is going to be there. My Me and my lovely wife and my son are going to be out there. We're going to be hanging out. We're going to be watching the sun's dig on the T-Volves. Thank you for Four Peaks for uh, sponsoring this incredible event going on this Friday, PHNX Tea Party, Dobson Ranch golf course, Friday the thirteenth. Check the link in the description.
0: Reserve your spot right now. Can't wait for four peaks Dobson Ranch on Friday. I uh, I can't really wait for this coaching search and GM situation to to kind of resolve itself. We've got questions abound. Who is going to be the next head coach and GM of the Arizona Cardinals? We know one candidate is out. Per numerous sources, Adam Peters is snubbing both the Cardinals and the Tennessee Titans. He's uh, one of San Francisco's high-ranking executives, reports right to John Lynch, his right-hand man of sorts. He is opting to declining an interview with the Arizona Cardinals. It's being reported. Likes his job in San Francisco. There's some speculation maybe John Lynch at some point will step down. A lot of it has been made out that John Lynch – very much a figurehead, a face man, whereas Adam Peters is kind of the man behind the draft. So best of luck to Adam Peters. He will not be the next GM of the Arizona Cardinals. Will DeAndre Hopkins, Bo Brock, be a wide receiver for the Arizona Cardinals much longer as we got a cryptic Instagram post (laughs) earlier today with speculation running rampant that that D Hop is going to probably be on his way out. At least that's what it would tell you.
1: Yeah, it, it would. Let's take a look at what uh, D-Hop posted on his social media channels today. Oh, we don't have it? Okay. I mean, but basically uh, it was D-Hop out there today um, saying grateful, right? Grateful. Yeah. and it wasn't anything special. No, nothing crazy. And, you know, it might have been just another year in the league or it might have it, it just the timing of it, obviously following the Jordan Schultz report yesterday, uh, it, it just had people saying, okay, what's this about it? Is this him kind of saying – He's grateful for his time in the desert and he's ready to move on. He's, you know, it's, it's what we kind of discussed and we're going to discuss here with Kyle Odegaard in a couple minutes, you know, is it more yeah. mutual than it's just what the report says where it's Michael Bidwell telling potential GMs that this is something we want to do that the Cardinals want to do. They want to shop D hop and, and plan on trading them this offseason. But But uh, it doesn't seem like it's not like a Chandler Jones thing. It's not like a Patrick Peterson thing where there's really any ill will towards the Arizona Cardinals organization.
0: No, I mean, the the Cardinals are just in a position where they have to keep every option open. We talked about that when the offseason began. Outside of trading, obviously Kyler Murray, because you physically can, and I believe he's a big chip for for getting people here, good people like Sean Payton, and like a Buda Baker, like everything should be on the table. There, There should be no untouchables for the Arizona Cardinals. When you win four games, everything has to be on the table. You can't go into next year thinking without Kyler Murray to begin the season you're going to be able to feed DeAndre Hopkins the ball. We don't know who the quarterback is to begin next season. We have no idea. Anybody that tells you is just guessing at this point. Anybody who says Colt McCoy, Colt McCoy would have to learn a whole new offense. Mm -hmm. I would imagine if it's Sean Payton, if it's somebody else, Ben Johnson, whomever, they're going to want their own guy to come in and at least try to stabilize the offense without Kyler Murray. I mean, go look at Jacoby Brissett with Amari Cooper this year. Was pretty good, but then he had an uptick in production when Deshaun Watson came back. I, I think there's a reason for Hopkins to stay if it forces the hand that nobody else is going to give you good co- compensation. So I'm not pulling a Nick Underhill here, Bo Brock, on this conversation, <laughs> but I do feel like if teams, and I've said this numerous times, like if teams think that you're just going to play this as like Amari Cooper 2.0 and you're going to get rid of him for a ham sandwich, number yeah. one, the salary dump isn't there. You'd have to take on $22 million to dead camp. You have to be incentivized, incentivized to trade at DeAndre Hopkins. Teams better be courting Michael Bidwell and maybe Sean Payton and maybe Ian Cunningham, whomever's running this franchise. So I, I think it's in their best interest. Let teams call you. And it sounds like per Jordan Schultz's article yesterday, teams will be calling the Cardinals. They're going to check on his availability. And then you go from there. And if you, if you say, okay, You make a decision with your GM that you're going to go in a different direction, assuming that you like what you hear. You take the best offer. I don't think you have to worry about we're getting these questions a lot yesterday. Like, could you trade him in the NFC? Of course. Of course. Mm -hmm. He's 31 years old. Yeah, don't don't be short sighted. Think big picture.
1: Yeah. and, And there's an extreme possibility that in January next year that he's making big plays for another team. Yeah. And you'd have to be okay with that because I think there's some criteria, right? You're going to look for either a team in the similar situation that they were with Kyler Murray when they acquired DeAndre Hopkins where they're trying to couple a young quarterback with a legit number one wide receiver because DeAndre Hopkins still is that going into his age 31 season. Yeah. And you've got those contenders that were a wide receiver an elite wide receiver away uh, or, you know, from really making some noise. I, I think yeah. that... I don't know if I'd be really shocked to see if, if new England really in, enters the mix, but you know, a couple of things at play his no trade clause, obviously, but if, if, if he's, you know, obviously being respectful of the Cardinals and, and, you know, he's asking for a trade and they're obliging, you know, then he's going, when they find the deal, not to nix it because he's, you know, something's not right about it for him, but he has that ability. He has that, he has that
0: ability to trump this, whatever but, trade they throw his way. Again, we talked about it yesterday. Any team that wants to acquire DeAndre Hopkins is going to pay him more money. Why would he say no to that? That money is probably not going to come from the Cardinals. And you think about any team that wants to acquire DeAndre Hopkins feels like they're a D hop away from contending, whether it's New England, whether it's the New York Giants, right? Whether it's, I don't know, all these other teams that could be in contention, the Bears, for instance. Like these teams feel like we need a D hop. We need a D hop to push us over the top. We'll pay DeAndre Hopkins. You have to pay a premium for a talent like that, both in money and in assets to the team that you return them to. So this, I predict, we're going to make a lot of noise about this. This is going to take care of itself. Either people are going to pony up for a proven player with draft capital, or he's going to be an Arizona Cardinal. And I think, knowing what we know about D-Hop, I think think nobody really takes the suspension seriously this year. You Mm -hmm. look at the course of his career and then the injury last year, I think most people are going to be like, what's a second-round pick? for a team in contention. That's a yeah. flash in the pan. But right. for the Cardinals, if you're picking 60s, 70s, whatever, that's a starter for four years on cheap money for a yeah. new GM that can say, plug and play. Get me that center to replace Rodney Hudson, for crying out loud. Get me that cornerback that we need, the rotational depth. Get me a defensive lineman. We have none. Uh, I think those are all options for a quality GM to come in and look at. And I think for a lot of people out there, and we see this on our Twitter, Bo, and I understand where they're coming from, They don't want to trade D-Hop. It's it's too painful, and I get that. Bo put it beautifully on yesterday's show. This is not Larry Fitzgerald. This is not – he's going to – I don't think Plato is 37, 38. That's an outlier scenario. Hop has, and I'm just guessing, probably two to three more peak years, right? So you're going to have to be able to be comfortable with him going and succeeding elsewhere. Have the big picture in mind that you can trade DeAndre Hopkins, I believe, next year or this year for next season, and still be competitive and have a chance to make the playoffs. If things break right, well, if you get Sean Payton and you trade Diab, you're mm-hmm. You telling me you still wouldn't have confidence that this team's going to score points? I would.
1: Yeah, and you also have the opportunity if if nothing comes to fruition, if nothing uh, develops as far as his trade market, and, and I love Rafa's point about you know, as far as the free agent available wide receivers, if nothing develops as far as... Uh, DeAndre Hopkins, and there's the post from his Instagram, forever grateful, standing in a Cardinals uniform. Uh, you have the ability between now and the NFL trade deadline, which was is likely going to be early November of the 2023 season, you'd save yourself that dead cap money that you'd be charged for DeAndre Hopkins. And it goes from, you know, 11, it goes down to almost 11 and a half million In 2023, from from 22 million, so I think that the Arizona Cardinals could, you know, hold sit on this for a while, just as they kind of get this new organization framework put in place.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's it's never a bad thing to keep your options open. You don't want to be a club that puts yourself in a in a backs yourself up into a corner. I look at a little bit of what the Denver Broncos are going through right now. I mean, say what you want about Kyler Murray, he's not in his mid 30s, right? The Cardinals right now are not going to be in a position where they have to sell people on Steve Kime. Steve Kime is gone. Cliff Kingsbury are gone, right? Yeah. This is a clean palette for anybody. And I think most people would say, let me take a look at Kyler Murray. Let's go from there. Let's see how the next 18 to 24 months go. And I I, I, I get it. People are saying, well, wouldn't the new GM want DeAndre Hopkins? Maybe. Or maybe they would want their own players. And that's okay, too. We got to be okay with that. Yeah. I mean, I, I think anybody can make the case for a future
1: in, in near future 2023 season with DeAndre Hopkins. And you can certainly make the case against it. And I'm not trying to be political. I think he's just yeah. that good of a talent. And if, if the next head coach, next GM believe that, hey, our, we're, we're going to be able to kind of turn this thing around quickly. And we don't need to use DeAndre Hopkins as one of those chips to create a- assets in order to do so. Uh, let's keep him. Let's keep that wide receiver one. Let's finally see you know, what the dream was of DeAndre Hopkins, Hollywood Brown, Kyler Murray playing on the field together uh, in, in more than just,
0: an, a, a, just a criminal sample size that we saw this year. What does Kyle Odegaard of Compare.Bet think of the DeAndre Hopkins trade speculation? What would he ask for if he were the Arizona Cardinals? We're going to ask Kyle here momentarily. But I need you to check out gophnx.com, subscribe, become a diehard right now. Check out the fantastic work of our Arizona Cardinal, PHNX Cardinal beat reporter, Howard Balzer. 90% of the content is free. When it's not, slam that promo code Howard, H-O-W-A-R-D. Again, become a diehard, get 20% off our big event this coming Friday at Dobson Ranch, Four Peaks and Company. You will not be sorry that you did. Pick up a free tee. From the PHNX Merchandise Locker, Bo's Rock and the Southwest Bias Tee, we've got some phenomenal lids, some hats available, some pullovers. I still got to get me one of those, but regardless, you got to get all that more at gophnx.com, Bo.
1: OGsbrands.com. That's maybe one of the things you can do to bargain with Sean Payton and say, hey, Mm -hmm. Arizona has one of the best cannabis kitchens in all of the 50 states in the United States, OG's brands has something for everyone, including their C B D to THC happy balance ratio. And they've got it in some great flavors as well. Strawberries and cream. You can always find all of their great products in your local dispensary, but I highly encourage you to check out their website, ogsbrands.com. That's O-G-E-E-Z brands.com. You can check out what they've got, what they've got available in indica and sativa. You've got the orange creamsicle, which early on we were talking about, but so many other flavors that you can't miss out on. Blackberries and cream, tropical, watermelon, raspberry, if you have trouble sleeping, they've got something for you as well. They've got the Sleep Time Gummy. It's the berry flavor. It helps put you to sleep and keep you asleep. OG's Brands, follow them on Instagram. Check them out online, ogsbrands.com. And as I said, follow them in, find them in your local dispensary. Got to be 21 years or older.
0: If you're looking to pivot off year-long fantasy, and why wouldn't you be saddled with that sorry-ass team all year, pivot to underdog fantasy. It does daily fantasy sports differently ahead of the NFL playoffs. No better time to sign up draft your team against five of your buddies the highest scoring squad wins that cold hard cash for the evening if you want to pivot from the nfl you said this isn't for me nba has got you covered draft six nba players with no positional limits all centers you're good shooting guards a plenty and that is it i've been using underdog fantasy ever since they became a partner of phnx i'm never going back to year long fantasy i can't wait for you to get started it is so easy all you got to do Go to underdogfantasy.com, download the app, sign up up with promo code PHNX, and guess what? Underdog is going to match your first deposit up to $100. So put in a hundy, boom, you get out of hundy. I got people asking me, what about 50? Boom, they're matching 50 as well. Perfect time for you to get started on daily fantasy is with underdog fantasy. Get in on the action today.
1: You on here, PHNX Cardinals, excited to bring in our guy, of course, formerly of azcardinals.com. Our guy Kyle Odegaard. Make sure you follow him on Twitter, checking out his stuff at compare.bet. Still, I mean, if you look at his timeline, Johnny, this guy's fully entrenched, using his sources, covering this Arizona Cardinals team. And Kyle, it feels like forever ago that the was the Cliff Kingsbury era, but it was just like 48 hours plus ago. What were your thoughts on the Arizona Cardinals move to move off of cliff and also say goodbye after 20 plus years to general manager, Steve Kime?
2: I think it became evident that both needed to happen. I know it was a big talking point in the middle of the season when they were sitting there like three and four, three and five, like, okay, should they run it back? And then it all fell apart. There was off field stuff on field stuff. Like, yeah, we needed a clean slate. They needed to go in a different direction. I'm not sure what the future is going to look like, but I definitely think it was the right decision, especially looking at the GM spot, like the, the roster, the moves there. They needed to change there for sure. And Cliff was maybe a little bit of collateral damage, but I understand why both moves were made.
0: So you saw, Kyle, the Monday press conference with Michael Bidwell, and I think he said all the right things that that needed to be said. He was playful with the media, and he used the term casting a wide net, yet there are some reports out there they're going to consider that both the internal candidates, Adrian Wilson, Quentin Harris, and then, of course, the Vance Joseph lingering nightmare of him becoming <laughs> the head coach. Do you think that's realistic, or do you think, like us, it's telegraphed by the team to kind of give the guys their due internally and hopefully look externally for the answers that plague this franchise?
2: Guess we'll find out, right? In a few weeks, but <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, yeah, you definitely want to interview those guys. You want to give them their chance. To me, it would be a little bit odd if you fire the GM and the coach and then you promote internally. And I wrote about this too, like, then it says like, you're trying to pinch pennies a little bit. Maybe keeping these people on staff because you don't want to pay more contracts. So I think if it happens, the fan base would be livid. And I think Michael Bidwell is going to take that into consideration. Like I think these last couple of days, he's built up some goodwill. People were wondering, would he fire those two after just extending him? He basically did with both. Um, And the fact that there people are excited about Sean Payton or different options, like where they're at. People were negative and mad for a long time, but I think Mm -hmm. like there's some optimism right now. And if you bring in Vance Joseph and Quentin Harris or whoever it ends up, like people aren't going to be happy. And maybe they are qualified candidates and deserve a shot, but I just think the optics would be so bad. I don't think it should be an option.
1: Yeah, it'd be tough to spend to this fan base. It it really would be, you know, to say we're casting the net. You know, he kind of he put the finger up. He said, well, as far as what I'm willing to do financially for this team is, you know, get the best coach, best GM. I think a lot of people like the extensions for Cliff in Kime last offseason would be very skeptical that that's the best business move. Kyle, you were there the last time they made the coaching change, right? I mean, I think it was refreshing. I think he is creating a ton of goodwill. I've said it before. I think Michael Bidwell's getting his groove back, coming out of a little bit of a toxic relationship that he's been in for 20 plus years. Uh <laughs> did you, did you see like It did feel different. Like the last time we were there was Steve Wilkes was fired and there was almost a shot clock on, on the uh, media availability, that press conference, you know, we're taking responsibility for this, but we're only taking a few questions. Like this was different. This had a different feel to it. you think that that's something that he can continue to build off of?
2: Yeah. And I also like the way he's going about it. It kind of felt like when they fired Steve Wilkes, they, found Kingsbury for quite a while and they obviously interviewed other people, but they locked in on Kingsbury pretty early and and went that way. And I think that this is a better plan. Like, okay, obviously if you can get Sean Payton, lock in on him and get Sean Payton, but if not, like kind of go slowly and figure out, like literally, like actually interview these guys, see what people are going to say, listen to their ideas and do it that way. So I, I do think he's, taking the right approach. And like we talked about, the fact that he did eat that money on those contract extensions, like you have to give him credit because obviously I criticized him a lot. I'm sure you guys did for those extensions and what it might mean if they were going to have to keep the coach and GM, even though they weren't performing and he didn't keep them. So right now, Michael Bidwell, like you said, is, has got some goodwill for the stuff he's doing and now, yeah, he's just got to keep it going and 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 look at, you know, different candidates and hire the right people and try to get this thing turned around. Because obviously throughout the Arizona tenure, it hasn't been good. And, and really their whole franchise history hasn't been good. So they got to get something going consistent in the winning direction.
0: Kyle, I would imagine one of the best parts about your new role is you can be objective, voice your opinions in and out on Twitter, on on the website that you work at at compare.bet. Let me ask you this, because there's been a lot of hyperbole surrounding this opening. And, And while we're objective on this show, we cover this team. We love this team. I think it's a good opening. You look at Steve Keim, got 10 years as the GM, multiple losing seasons. I think there's security with that. You look at the GM hirings, or excuse me, the openings. In the NFL, this is really the only one, because if you go and you replace John Robinson in Tennessee, you're probably reporting to Mike Frabel. This is the true lone GM opening, I think, in the NFL. And then I think this next head coach is going to get a mulligan year with 2023, depending on Kyler Murray's injury. Do you think this is a good opening GM and head coaching combination and why?
2: Yeah, I think it is, and especially like you compare it to some of the other ones, Broncos, you could probably get more money, and the ownership is very intriguing, but you look at the on-field product, and you just shift off a bunch of first-round picks. You've got Russell Wilson locked in. He's been terrible all season. He's making a bunch of money. He's older. Like Kyler Murray, to me, is clearly the best quarterback that among these openings. The Colts don't have one. The Panthers don't have one. Texans is intriguing because you can get Bryce young or CJ Stroud maybe, but that team's been rebuilding for three or four years. So like, yeah, if you compare it to if a chargers came open or a Cowboys came open, clearly those are better openings than this, but among the five right now, I put it near the top because you do have Kyler, you have a franchise quarterback still. And like you said, Johnny, like the guy who's coming in either as coach or GM, you're going to have a decent amount of power and, I think, like, from Michael Bidwell's position, he just has to make sure he trusts those guys and lets them be in a position to succeed. Because if, if you're going to be meddling and, and wanting to do certain things, then it's going to be a negative for these coaches and GMs. I think if he can step back a little bit, let them do their jobs, to me, that would be the biggest thing as to why it would be attractive.
1: You've got a great article already up about, you know, Sean Payton, the odds for Sean Payton, where his next job are, and the Cardinals are, are the leader in the clubhouse. I don't think I'm like, you know burying the lead there for you're revealing too much spoiler alert for for Kyle's great article there I, I still encourage you to check it out because everything you outline as far as the teams that would vie for them in and, and the you know obviously the context of that but the Cardinals I mean let's continue to make the pitch and and if you're a Cardinals fan like how how do you approach this like how do you avoid heartbreak how do you ro- avoid you know the Broncos or the Rams reaching into your chest cavity and pulling out your heart I mean what is it realistic to get excited about the potential of Sean Payton being the next Arizona Cardinals head coach?
2: Yeah, I think it definitely is. I mean, you can look at certain situations and there are pipe dreams and other situations, but that's why I like betting odds because DraftKings is kind of putting their money on the line and saying this is who yeah. we think is the favorite if if they didn't believe it and Sean Payton had really long odds and then he became the coach, a lot of people would have made a lot of money if they bet on him. So they feel Mm -hmm. like it's a legitimate chance. And I do too. Like you talk about the, the GM situation, Johnny, and the fact that Sean Payton can come in here and have control of the personnel and he can be the coach who's like, you know, got all this power. And I think that's attractive. A lot of it depends on what he thinks about Kyler, but From what I've heard in the past, he's been intrigued by Kyler. So, yeah, I think it's an option. And once again, if the Chargers comes open, if the Cowboys comes open, I don't think it's an option anymore. But as we stand, if Sean Payton wants to get back in this year, I feel like the Cardinals would be the number one spot as it stands right now.
0: Kyle, you've been a staunch supporter of of Kyler Murray, the player. Uh, there was an ESPN kind of article today with Jeremy Fowler and Dan Graziano. I think there was a blurb in it, something to the effect of, you know, the, the noise surrounding and the questions surrounding Kyler Murray's leadership have never been louder, um, and his work ethic as well. well. What do you say to something like that? Because we go into this offseason, and injury be damned, we're assuming he's going to come back and be the player he was October moving forward. But do you think Kyler Murray is a deterrent for some of these candidates that are looking at this gig? Or like us, do you feel like it's something substantive of value when you consider how many quarterbacks just genuinely can't play the position high at the NFL level?
2: Yeah, I mean, he's probably a polarizing player. And some coaches might be looking at the situation and saying, I saw what went on the past year in Arizona and there was some dysfunction and maybe I don't want to touch it but I think a lot of coaches would be intrigued by his skill set. And I feel like, you know, the whole leadership thing we've talked about for the last several years, and he's been a Pro Bowl player and a guy that struggled and he's the same personality. So I don't think like his personality is going to affect wins and losses. He's not a rah-rah guy. Obviously he's not going to like break down a huddle like JJ Watt, but I don't think he's like this super negative cancer that some people want to say he is. I think he's a quieter guy and that's kind of just his personality. And like, you can't make somebody more charismatic. It's just your personality is who you are. So, and I look at it, if I'm a coach, like I see the talent on the field and I want a part of that. I want to, I want that quarterback to be on my team rather than Sam Darnold or what, Sam Ellinger or whatever you're going to do with some of these other teams. I'd, I'd much rather take Kyler Murray and, and roll with that compared to some of these other options.
1: Now, how much do you make of Michael Bidwill saying that Kyler Murray is going to be part of this process in any capacity? I mean, it, Pat McAfee said yesterday off of Johnny's report that it's smart business. I tend to agree with him. What are your thoughts on that?
2: Yeah, I would do it. I mean, it, they're not saying like Kyler is going to have to sign off on the right. coach or anything, it's like, okay, Kyler, what scheme do you feel most comfortable running? What kind of coach gets the most out of you? Like, do you like coaches that will coach you hard? Because a lot of players respond better to something like that, where you do have a coach that commands that respect and and you're willing to play hard for him. So I think like going to your most important player and getting his input, no brainer to me. Like you want to know what your quarterback thinks and what he wants and. If it doesn't line up with what you do, it's not the end of the world. But sure, like, what scheme do you think you can flourish in? Because if you get Kyler Murray flourishing again, then we're right back into the playoff conversation and maybe more. So yeah, to me, I would do it 100% of the time.
0: Kyle, we led the show with the continuation of the DeAndre Hopkins saga. He posts this kind of cryptic Instagram of him saying that he's been grateful and that would lead a lot of people to believe that DeAndre Hopkins, number 10 has played his last down his last game for the Arizona Cardinals. What's your stance on trading DeAndre Hopkins, given the Arizona Cardinals position and what's a realistic return price.
2: There really is a lot of Cardinals news. Isn't there We're like rattling yeah. <laughs> off all these cute D helps like the fifth grade. Um, yeah. I, I would not want to trade him. I've, Tweeted that out. I when you take a $22.6 million dead cap hit, you only save eight million dollars, and you lose the most integral piece on offense besides Kyler, like I certainly want wouldn't want to do it. And even if DeAndre's pushing for it, he's not at the age where he can like sit out a year. He I think his base salary is something like 19 million. So if he says I want to be traded, and you tell him no, I'm not sure what his recourse is besides making some noise publicly. um, But I certainly would keep him because I feel like if you look at the playoffs right now, Seahawks made it. Giants made it. Jaguars made it. Like what were the expectations for those things this season? Like a lot of teams surprise every year. And if you can get Kyler Murray back and maybe he misses like four to six games if the rehab goes well, I'm not ready to punt on 2023 personally. So I feel like I would bring him back, try to get Hollywood Brown and DeAndre Hopkins on the field together finally with Kyler, with Rondell Moore shore up that offensive line. I still think the offense can be good in a new system. So I wouldn't trade him, but if they do, and I think it's more likely than not, they do at this point. um, I think late first, early second is probably the return. Like he's 30 or 31. Mm -hmm. He's not cheap anymore. I mean, it's a, it's a decent contract for teams. He's probably worth 25 to 28 million and his contracts around 19, I think. So it's, it's a decent return, but I don't think you're getting two firsts. I think in that late first, early second range is my guess.
1: Yeah. I mean, it, it's refreshing to see, you know, DeAndre tweet and post on social media compared to like the cryptic tweets you were getting from Chandler Jones and Patrick Peterson for so long that we're just kind of like, all right, this is probably bad. I kind of get the sense just off the report from Jordan Schultz, and, and that's really the only one out there as far as Hop's concern is like, he wants another deal, right? He probably wants to strike one last time at his age in this in this league. Uh, and also that it's Bidwell telling potential GMs that I found that kind of interesting. Uh, but I kind of get the sense that it's a mutual thing, right? Like hop probably wants to go, like J.J. Watt says, maximize his NFL career as far as earning power and winning. Uh, we know he can earn here next season, but as far as winning, that's the biggest question mark. And, and maybe Bidwill's kind of doing him a, a, a service here. Don't you get that
2: sense? Yeah, it does kind of feel mutual, but I go back to like, if I'm Arizona, my concern is my team. And it's nice to do people favors. And maybe if it's like Larry Fitzgerald who played here all those years and wanted to go somewhere for one year, then you kind of let him go. But do they really have any allegiance to Hopkins who's been here a few years? I mean, guys come in and out all the time and – I want to win like and I think DeAndre Hopkins makes my team better like I said I would do a hardline line stance if, if he wants to go I would just say sorry you signed this contract <laughs> like I have a lot of sympathy for guys on their rookie contracts because it's slotted they're not making their market value but once you get to that second and third contract you signed on the dotted line and that was your choice and you're making you know 30 million dollars 25 million dollars a year so I I would just say no if if it were up to me, but I, I do think he's going to get traded.
0: Yeah, I mean, you give up a first-round pick for Hollywood Brown last year. You get a third in return. You would argue that trade has not worked out up until this point. They've just put so much emphasis on receivers from Rondell Moore, Andy Isabella, Christian Kirk. It almost feels like a new stance needs to be taken, and it's weird because it's like, well, let's trade our best one unequivocally <laughs> in DeAndre Hopkins. But uh, Kyle, look at this team next year and presumably no Kyler Murray until October. Who knows? With Kyler Murray's injury history, that could be longer. We really won't have a sense until the spring, end of the summer with where he's at. But you figure new coaching staff, fingers crossed in place, new offensive mind. It does feel like the Cardinals need to learn how to win in, in a different way. You look at other teams around the NFL. They don't have these superstar receiving cores. Hell, look at Baltimore. You know, Look what the New York Giants have done this year. They have made it work through coaching, schematics, and then domination at the line of scrimmage. Doesn't it feel like the Cardinals need to kind of gut what they've known philosophically and say, okay, get back to basics this off season and rebuild the offensive and defensive line.
2: Yeah. I think clearly the trenches are something that has hurt this team a lot. Like I look at the Eagles and and they have high priced, very talented receivers. Um, And then like the Ravens where those teams have this strong running game and they play the pass off of it a bit. And I think with Kyler's mobility and we'll see what it looks like post ACL, but being that dynamic of a runner, it never felt like Cliff used him in that capacity. It was more like this guy who threw a lot of quick passes. And I think a lot of quarterbacks could have played that role in Cliff's offense. And I'd rather maximize Kyler's strengths more where Mm -hmm. you're using him with more runs, more running game stuff, where the play action is more effective do some bootlegs, take, take advantage of his deep ball ability. So I do think like number one is, yeah, getting a better offensive line, get him protected and running the ball better. Because if, if you run the ball well, like in Philly, you can Jalen Hurts could be a very good passer and Jalen Hurts is in the MVP conversation. You go back to college, like Kyler was clearly a better quarterback than Jalen in college. So yeah. to me, I feel like Kyler can yeah. be that if you have mm-hmm. the right pieces, if you have the right philosophy, so yeah, I agree. Like I think they definitely need to get that offensive line fixed. To me, that's the big thing. And then D line, yeah. Like without JJ Watt now, you're in a lot of trouble. Luckily you'll you'll get one of those big dogs in the draft early on. But yeah, they know they still need more help on the D line.
1: When when does your uh when do you start kind of getting those odds going as far as you know likelihood, as far as top pick, second pick. I mean, I don't know what compared uh, bet has, but I saw that the Bears were overwhelming favorites to trade out of number one. You would assume that's to a QB hungry team. Houston's probably a lock to go quarterback. So the Cardinals can potentially at three, if they stick and pick, could get the best non-quarterback available.
2: Yeah, I think it's clear they're going to get Will Anderson or Jalen Carter, if they want them. If one of those two goes top two, the other one will be sitting there, but you could also trade down if CJ Stroud is still there and the team wants them. Like the Colts are sitting there a couple picks behind you and they need a quarterback. So it's interesting. Like we go back to the D Hop thing. And if you're going to rebuild, I say tear this thing down and rebuild. Like trade DJ Humphries along with Hop because Josh Jones can play left tackle. I don't think there's a market for James Conner and Zach Ertz, but if there is and you can save some money, trade them like if if I'm rebuilding, I'm stripping it down and then maybe trade down and get more picks and just redo it all. I wouldn't do any half measures either. I'm coming back with T-Hop and I'm going for it in 2023 or I'm not. So we'll see what they do. But yeah, that that draft pick is going to be intriguing for sure.
0: So you brought up a good point. And this will be my my last question, Kyle, because I, I think it's worth asking. We want things to work out with Kyler Murray long term. I think it's in the best interest of the franchise, but it does kind of get the sense that maybe unless they go Vance, Quentin Harris, Adrian Wilson combination, that the next GM and head coach, <laughs> that the next GM and head coach will attempt to make it work with Kyler. But you would assume their shelf life given that Kyler's supporters in, in Cliff Kingsbury and Steve Kime are gone, that their shelf life would potentially be be longer, especially when you consider that it was Michael Bidwell, presumably, who put that clause in Kyler's contract. It, it does feel like Kyler's under the microscope now because of a lot of his supporters internally are no longer with the franchise.
2: Yeah, I think having that, contract makes it a little bit different especially if he didn't sign an extension I think all eyes would be on and I think the fact Mm -hmm. that he's making all that money and it doesn't really kick in totally until 2024 like it's it's complicated to trade him you can do it obviously um, but you're hamstringing your your franchise a bit for a year or two and yeah I mean clearly they went all in with Kyler and Cliff and Steve so the new regime is is going to like Kyler, but if it doesn't work, then maybe something changes. But I do think like seeing the talent of Kyler Murray, I expect him to be in Arizona for a long time. I think with a different system, I think they can make it work and the team can get back to w- the way they are playing because it's such like a narrow focus. And we look at this fourth season, but the first three of him were really, really good. And like really, mm-hmm. really promising for a young guy who did a lot of really intriguing stuff. So I just think like I think he's going to turn it around and we'll see if the injury affects it. Um, but I do think maybe bringing in a new staff, new GM, people that are interested in, in Kyler Murray, because you have to be if you're going to take the job. I don't think it's going to be too short of a marriage. I still feel like clearly Kyler's your guy for the foreseeable future.
1: Incredible stuff from Kyle Odegaard. It's refreshing to to catch up with you. You're doing great work over there, compare.bet. I highly encourage everybody to check it out. Uh, Sean Payton, you've got, I mean, your timeline, as I said, littered with it, including interviews with Colin Cowherd, and we're going to continue to lead that charge, and and we're glad that you're a part of it, and we're glad that you could join us here on the show today. That's not only going to wrap it up for Kyle, Johnny, that's going to wrap it up for us.
0: Yes, sir. Be sure to like and subscribe. Leave us a five-star wherever you get your podcast. We are back later tonight with the season finale Hard Knocks post-game show. Will we see Cliff Kingsbury say goodbye to the Cardinals on air? We'll be scrapped for a JJ Watt Love Fest. Be sure to tune in. Nine PM Cards Hard Knocks after dark for Ballbrock, Kyle Odegaard. I'm Johnny Venerable. We'll see you soon.